Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Mark chapter number 11, verse number 1. The reading's just a little bit lengthy this morning. Read down through verse 11. I'm going to need it all. I pray this will be a blessing to you today. Mark chapter number 11. By the time we get to the end of this thing, it ought to encourage it. Every Christian in the house ought to be encouraged. Mark 11 and 1, if you found it, shout amen. amen. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, don't you love country talk? That's how we'd say it around here, came nigh. And fetch him. Paul liked the word fetch. Hey, fetch that for me. I like that. Where did you get that kind of speech out of the Bible? Under Beth Page. I've said that wrong forever. I call it Beth Page every time I've ever preached this, and I heard a guy pronounce it correctly, and I still didn't, but I'm a lot closer than I was. And Bethany. At the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go your way into the village. Over against you. And as soon as you be entered into it. You shall find a colt tied. Whereon never man sat. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you. Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him. And straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met and they loose him. I've preached that two ways, Rick. You have too, over and over. But where two ways, and they loose him. They loose the colt. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosing the colt? And they said unto him, under them, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him. And he set upon him. And many spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. That means, oh, save. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem. And into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things. He saw it all. And now the eventide was come. He went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Father I love you. I thank you for the day. 
I thank you for the stillness of this moment, God, for the Spirit of God, for the sweet service thus far. I'm expecting the Holy Ghost to do what only he can do. Help me preach this, Lord, as you've given it to me. I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the writ. I pray, God, that every heart and every ear in the house, uh, the heart be tendered, the ear be able to hear. I pray that you'd give me strength to stand, Lord. I pray you'd give me unction to preach with. I love you, Lord. I thank you for loving an old heathen like me. I thank you for salvation, full and free, brought to us by Jesus at Calvary. So, Lord, do your work and do it for your glory. And I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I want to preach this morning on this thought. Jesus comes to Jerusalem. Jesus comes to Jerusalem. Say, hadn't he been there before? Oh, yeah, but not like this time. He'd been there before, but not like this time. So we, I want us to consider this, the entry into Jerusalem. He's coming down the Mount of Olivet. If you're standing at the eastern gate, you look across the Kidron Valley. It's not that big. You look up the Mount of Olivet. Chris and a lot of them has been over there multiple times. Brother Grover and me and some of you have been there one time. Then you go, you can see from the Mount of Olivet, you can see the city of Jerusalem. You can see down the valley. Now he's coming down that pathway down the hill, everybody's seen him coming toward the eastern gate. Every eye's on him. He's coming that way. What was he doing? They wanted to kill him, and yet he's coming to where they are. The Pharisees, the scribes, a multitude of the Jews were wanting to see the death of Jesus. They didn't care. Listen, they did not believe he was who he said he was. They wanted him dead. They wanted him out of the way. They're thinking he's gonna, everybody's gonna follow him and we're gonna lose our jobs. Mm. You wanna see how, you wanna see where somebody stands with the Lord, check their pocketbook. It'll tell on you every time. We see the entry into Jerusalem. But then at the end of this, here's what we see. We see his exit. I don't know why I haven't caught this before, Brother Matthew, but I'm looking at this, and at verse number 11, I find the only ones that left with him was his disciples. The people that he healed within the temple, they're nowhere to be found. Sunday school this morning. Amen. Healed but not whole. Are you with me? When you get your heart fixed, you'll be whole. Amen. Here he is. A lot of people have been healed, but they've not been made whole. Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things be added unto you. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Yeah. Well, there's going to be many on that day. going to say, hey, Lord, if we're not prophesying that name, in that name cast out devils, and in that day done many marvelous works, He's going to say, depart, I don't even know who you are. I never knew you. So we see that his entrance, everyone's watching, but at his exit, only the disciples are with him. You keep that right there. That's very important. Now I'm going to give you three things this morning on this. Can you imagine that? But I see three in this text. So I didn't just pick out my normal three points at a point. Here, this is what I see in this text. And here's what I want you to 
you can jot them down if you write notes because I'm going to make a little comment out beside each one of these. I learned a thing or two yesterday. I want us to consider this morning the beast, the branches, and Bethany. Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. I want us to consider the beast, the branches, and Bethany. It's a very, these are very significant in this particular passage of Scripture. Now, we're going to find this event in all four Gospels. You're going to find it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke fits what I'm wanting to preach on this morning better than what I'm going to interject or intertwine or, 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 or bring into view some that's from the other Gospels maybe. But I want to consider the beast. The beast says, I'm king. Now, I know, and I've preached it, and I've heard it preached, there's a lot of preaching about a donkey. But if we find out, we find out in Matthew why this cult is chosen. And he said this, your king shall come riding in on the colt, the foal of an ass. Zechariah 9 and 9 tells us that. Every one of the Jews, the scribes and the Pharisees that knew the scripture should have been looking for the king to come in riding on the colt, the foal of an ass. They wasn't looking when he come in that way. You know what that says? That's saying, I am king. I am Zechariah 9.9. I am doing exactly what the scripture said. I am coming in, riding on that colt. Now, that's told by the prophet. But not only that, but there's a tradition that's taught here. I never, I never had caught this before. The tradition says this. No one can ride the king's new donkey or horse. No one was allowed to set himself, Brother Tommy, upon the king's beast but the king. king's coming in this way tradition was taught that no one could sit on the king's beast but the king somebody might have said well he stole that thing no all the earth is his and the 
fullness thereof. He had loaned that man his beast to begin with. That beast, listen, your children don't belong to you. All souls are mine, according to Ezekiel 18. Your automobile doesn't belong to you. All the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. You're wearing his clothes this morning. You drove his car to church. You're breathing his air, by the way. And he said, if you're breathing my air, you owe me praise. It's all about him. But he done something in taking this colt. When he told him, the Lord, Jehovah, hath need of it. I have need of this. You know what he's doing? He's asserting absolute authority. He's saying it's mine. And I need it. Go get it. Go get it. And I'm going to do something with it. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to ride it into town. Why are you going to ride it into town? Because Zechariah said this post-captivity, when he, before the 400 years of silence began, Zechariah said this, here's how he's coming. That's right. Amen. On a beast. Now look here. I'm going somewhere with this in a moment. I'm just going to jump in right here. Uh, uh, Dr. David Crow would say, this is a parenthetical statement. He said that one night in a meeting down at Joe Arthur's and Joe looked at me and said, what does that mean? I thought, you've been going ahead. You know what that means. I call it sidebar. Stick this thing in there. The king is coming. He came on a beast. And I'm going to tell you, folks have trouble with him coming back on a beast the next time. He's going to do exactly what he said he done. He's going to do exactly what he said he done. If, if, if he is going, and I'm going to prove it in just a minute. The beast. When you read this, I want you to consider them things. That it was told by the prophet, Zechariah 9 9. It had to happen. If it don't happen that way, God's a liar. And God can't lie. So what happened? Exactly what the prophet had said. How many years? 486 or 90 years prior to this time, what happened? Here comes Jesus. And you think there just happened to be a colt tied up out there? 490 years, 86, I won't fight with you over the time. Whatever you think it is. From that point in time, before that was even written, he knew what that day was going to be doing on that day, that he was going to need it. My God, what the God we serve. <laughs> He got the hairs in your head under today, praise the Lord. He knows you from the inside out. He knows them that are his. And let them that name, listen, take his name to depart from an inquiry. He knows today. I don't know. I, I might guess or might wonder, but he knows what he's saying. Amen. He knows. He knows your motive for being here today. If you come in and say, hey, I'm just a little caught, Lord, that use me. I can't do much, but I can carry you. Yes. Does he need you to carry? No, he can walk. What a blessing it was for that beast to carry the kids. Yeah. Amen. Is anybody with me? Yes. Number two, the branches. The branches. Now, we have here in this text, we have where it says, and they went their way, they found the colt, they loose him. They stood by. We come down to verse number 8. 
and many spread their garments in the way and others cut down branches. Now we call this Palm Sunday. People, there's churches that practice this. They bring in palm leaves or leaves. There's actually a limb with leaves on it. And they wave them and cry, Hosanna, oh save. There's churches that actually do that. Free Will Baptists have never done that that I'm aware of. But there's places that actually do that. I knew some people involved in that. He said, I said, what are these? We said, doing some work at his house. He said, oh, they're my palm branches. Palm Sunday, don't bother them. I won't bother them. You know what the branches say? I am Lord God. The branches say, I am Lord God. How do you know that? I found this interesting. Listen. From this time, from this time in Mark, there's, go, there's about seven days in the life of Jesus recorded from this point on in the book of Mark. Now some, Luke and Matthew has a little more. And here in Mark, they say Mark condenses things. Well, got about seven days. That, that's, I think that's very relevant. I'm going to read you something. And, and you, know, you know where I'm going to my fa- one of my favorite books, maybe my favorite Old Testament book. I don't know, and some of you are going, I don't ever read that book. Here's why I love Leviticus. There's seven days left in the life of Christ. What day is Palm Sunday on? All right, class, it's your turn. Sunday. What, what, what day of the week is that? First day of the week, here we go. A plus. And ye shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs, thick trees, willows of the brook. Ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. It doesn't call them palms here, it says branches. But if you go to John, you go to the book of John, the gospel of John, here's what they call them. Palms. They call them palms in John. Doesn't call them palms, doesn't call them palms in Matthew. Doesn't say anything about the palm here in Mark. Talks about branches. Doesn't say anything about the palm in, in Luke. But when you get to John, it calls them palms. Why is that? Because, look here, watch this. In Matthew, he's a king. In Mark, he's a servant. In Luke, he's a man. But in John, he's God. Who did he say to cut the palm trees for and wait for it? The Lord God. You know what this says right here? This says, I am the Lord God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm right back there. I'm the Lord God. There is no other God. God makes none like me. That's what he said. Now touch your palm trees in John. John shows me his God. And wait them things at me on the first day. First day, here he is, and John says, palms, cut them down, and wait them. You know what the branches say? I'm the Lord God. The donkey says, I'm the king. The branches says, I'm the Lord God. All the way from the law of Leviticus. Back in 23. Now, this is, some, some may be totally, they're saying, I just don't see that in that. Well, it stirred me up. 
Every time I find something in the New Testament that confirms the old, or I see something in the old that's pointing to the new, it just winds my watch and lights my fire. What's the big deal, preacher? He's a fur piece. That's the hillbilly talk. There's a fur piece between the law of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, and the Gospels. And all the way down through the ages, God's waiting for old Mark to write. Say, hey, listen, this book is uh, it's inspired of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Holy men uh, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It's spiritually discerned. Yes. Say, I just don't believe it. The problem is you lost. Amen. Because you can't be an unbeliever and be saved. Right. The Philippian Jehovah said, what must I do to be saved, Jesus? And Paul said it like this. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. There you go. Are you seeing it in the beast? Are you seeing it in the branches? Is there any wonder that it was palms? Now they might have been a willow or two stuck in there. Leviticus said that was allowable. But John is very specific. Palm. They cut the palms down. Are you still with it? Have I got five minutes left? It's going to take longer than that to preach the rest of this. The beast that he wrote on says, I'm the king. The branches says, according to Leviticus, I'm the Lord God. John confirms it. Now we come to Bethany. I don't know why I've never seen this before. Out of all the years of preaching and Bible study and even my old Bible teachers, Dr. Thigpen and Brother Raymond Riggs had us down to Bible Institute. We talked about a lot of things in the Word of God. I never saw this. This. Now some of you theologians out there are probably way ahead of me. And that's good if you are. Look what happens. Remember, who left? Who left? Who went to the Mount of Olivet with him? Disciples. Now, you're going to find in the other Gospels that while he was there, Brother Brandon, he healed multitudes. They blind, lame. There's all kinds of troubles. People are coming. He's healing them. But when he takes off out of town, they don't go with him. But his disciples did. That healed and whole thing. You know, unbelievable how God, when he's doing that, I'm thinking, praise God, that's exactly what I'm preaching about today. Bethany says, I am glory. Now the beast says, when he comes right in, I'm the king. I am the king. The branches says, I am the Lord God. Bethany says, I am glory. You know what Bethany means? House of sorrow. Beth and E. And they would put two E's on the end of the word. Beth and E. It means house of sorrow. Part that. That's important. It's the house of sorrow. <clears throat> so when he's, at, when he's at Lazarus' house, even though he's raised him from the dead, they're living in the community of sorrow. Now there was a, get this, there was a small window of reprieve from the time Lazarus went into the tomb 
And Jesus got him out of the grave until he had to go right back to the grave. We live in a different dispensation. I'm going to the grave one time. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to the grave. The grave, there's one funeral I will not attend, and that's my own. Now, there might be one or two visitors there. If there is, hallelujah. I hope there's some flowers. But somebody said, don't waste your money on flowers. I love them. Me too. I love them. Nothing like, I remember when we buried my daddy, we brought that coffin in here. There's people from all over the United States, John, sent flowers because it was my daddy. Been buried that day, and Mary Lou walked in and said, where did all these come from? I said, from all over America. Why would they do that? Because they know I like flowers. So I might not have the two or three visitors hat right a check and get a bunch of flowers. <laughs> sorrow for a little while. Melina was sorrowful, buried her mother just the other day. You'll bury me one of these days. I'll bury you. We'll bury others. We've got to get past the burying. Are you with me? Yes. If the devil can keep us at the graveyard and in the place of the dead, we'll never rejoice in the Lord like he's commanded us to. This is a day the Lord hath made. Yeah. I'm going to rejoice. Amen. Be glad this day. I'm going to lift my hands to Him. Say, Lord, you gave me another day. Yeah, but you didn't give other people another day. Hey, He took them to be with Him. How bad can it be? We're the ones suffering. They got the prize. Now they're waiting. The date, remember this, 586 B.C., Jerusalem falls. 586, the date, 586 B.C., Jerusalem falls. Nebuchadnezzar comes in, his army comes in, they take, Jerusalem goes down. So I'm looking, I'm looking in 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles, I'm looking for what transpired during the fall and what I wanted wasn't there. I didn't find it. You know where it was? In Ezekiel. Yeah, but preacher Ezekiel went into captivity. He was he was he prophesied out of the land of Israel. That's right, he did. But in Ezekiel 8 through chapter, and I hope I'm right on this. Chapter 8, 9, and 10. I don't think it goes into 11. You can read it for yourself when you get home. I see something. I see the departure of the glory. It happened prior to the date 
of the fall. Here's what happened. Examine our own lives. Examine our churches. Examine our communities, our cities, our nation. Examine them under this right here. Listen, the departure of the glory is in Ezekiel 8 through 10. And here's the progression of the departing. You see, he didn't, just, he didn't just take the glory. Eric's talking about this in, in, the, in the prayer meeting this morning. I thought you don't even know. You have no idea where I'm going with this. And he's talking about how bad it was and, and, and what they're trying to do. And they're, they're even talking about, listen, they killed Christians a long time ago. Right? Right. Yeah. Amen. Ha! I mean, that started at the beginning. The progression of the departure. First, the glory come off the mercy seat and hovered around with the cherubims. But he was still obsessive. He's just not on the mercy seat. Are you still with me? Yeah, it's good. The next place you see, and Ezekiel, you'll see this. You'll see the glory. You'll see the glory. You know what the Ark of the Covenant is, right? Yes. Fixed with Jesus. Is everybody with me on that? Yes. I don't stop right here and have a Sunday school class. But the Ark of the Covenant is a picture of Jesus from the inside out, outside in, all around, even the stage that carry it. I mean, it's all him. The next place that you find him is at the threshold of the house. So he's come, he's come out of the holy place. We know that it's an empty hole when they, was, they, were, they were going in to make sacrifice and the, cover, the ark wasn't there. You can't find it after Second Chronicles in the Bible to get to Revelation chapter 11. And that's talking about the real one and the first one was just a shadow. It's good. And he's moved outside. He's right out at the edge of the house. But the glory still there. There's another move. This time he goes out into the court. He goes out into the court. Who gets in the court? Gentiles. Gentiles. He comes out into the court. There he is. What is it? It's the glory. It's Hutton. Bethany's the house of Saul. Stay with me. I'm crying my name. We had him leave the glory left the mercy seat. The glory goes to the threshold of the house. You can dig this out yourself. The mercy, the glory goes to the court. And then the glory goes out the eastern gate and up the Mount of Olives and hovers over the top of the hill. Where did this thing start? Where did this thing start? In Bethany. Where was Bethany? At the top of, top of Olivet. Who went back to Bethany with him? Just his disciples. What happened when Jesus started his descent? He left the house of Sodom. And he walked back down into the temple. Here comes the glory. Here comes the glory down the hill. But he don't look like glory then. When we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Yeah, Here right. comes the glory. Hey, listen, we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John said a book 
comes to the outer court. He looks around, kicks over a few tables, breaks away. You'll find that in the other gospels. Hey, upsets the outer court, so to speak. He goes back. He's coming back again. He goes a little deeper into the temple. But all the time, he never goes into the holy place. Why? Jesus leaves. Goes by way of the grave. He's standing on all of it. Two men in white apparel stand by saying, You men of God, I mean, while standing here gazing into heaven, this same Jesus that you see taken up from you shall so come in like manner. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The first time we see him in the temple, he's a lad. This is about 15 messages wrapped up in one right here. First time we see him, he's a 12 year old lad. Right. Where's he at? Right in the temple. Right. They can't find him. They should have known where he was. He's the Son of God. Right. Where are you going to find him? Praise God. In the temple. Where would you think he'd find There he was in the temple, answering the lawyer's questions. Yeah. They can't ask him a question he can't answer, and he's 12 years old. Amen. Yeah. Right. Hey, now here in Mark, we see the next time he comes, he's coming in three different times now. But it's all the same event, are you with me? It's all within the same time period. We see him as a lad, then we see him as the lamb. The lamb's walking down the hill and going into the temple. He's presenting himself. He said, here am I. I'm the lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. You can have me if you want me. No, don't want me. Try they don't want him as a lamb. They want him as a potentate. They want him as the king. They want him as a soldier to kill the Romans. That's what they want. Yeah, right. Some of that vengeance should fall out this morning. Don't have to worry about vengeance. You belong to God. He's looking right down on you right now. He knows exactly. He may not want to track things on your phone. Yeah. Pat don't want him on mine. <laughs> <laughs> the triumphal entry. I would call it the untriumphal entry. Why would you say that and go against all them theologians of old? Because only the disciples went with him the rest of the bunch stayed home. And in just a few days they're going to be crying, crucify him. Kill him. I'm going to read you something. Behold the day of the Lord cometh. 
I didn't want to leave out any of these words, so I didn't try to commit this to memory. And thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. Aren't you listening to me? Listen to the word. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. You ought to know America's going to turn its back on Israel one of these days. To battle. And the city shall be taken, Jerusalem. You know why it was sorrowful? When Jesus goes up on the Olivet and weeps over them, he knows that in, in about 30, 40 years, here's going to come Titus. Titus is going to roll in there. He's going to kill everybody, everything, walk in, take a bunch of cap. He's going to slaughter them. The city shall be taken. Say, well, that must be talking about Titus. No. And the houses rifled. And the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity. Did that happen? Oh, they've been in captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. There'll be, there's a remnant. Then shall the Lord go forth. This didn't happen at Titus' invasion. It didn't happen at Nebuchadnezzar's invasion. God allowed judgment to come. You know why he's going to lie, Eric? You know why some's going to be harmed, hurt? Judgment's coming on America. If you don't think so, he's going to bring all nations against Israel. Or Jerusalem, the city in particular. The Lord will go forth, fight against those nations. And when he fought, as when he fought in the day of battle. I don't have time to preach all that. I like this. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm. Which is before Jerusalem. On the east. Guess which gate the glory went out. And on the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. I had a guy tell me one time, all that Old Testament's been fulfilled. I said, you ever been to Israel? He said, no. I said, I have. I've been on the Mount of Olives. It is not split in two. So I know one verse that has not come to, prop, had come to fulfillment yet. He said, I don't know about that. I said, well, when you go over and stand on it, let me know. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azal. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come. Watch this. You don't think I'm going to heaven and then coming back with the Lord? then this can't be true. And all the saints with thee. There has to be a time. And you know what's coming? The glory is going to step off on the hill. And when the glory steps off on the hill, it's going to be so glorious the mountains. And when the mountains split into the water, it's going to begin to roll and the king's going to come walking through the eastern gate. Hallelujah. He's going to take his life and place it on the
Aren't you glad? Shall come and all the saints with thee. Come to piano. What happens? If you're not a saint. This isn't something to play with. We do things here, and you know what to have? Temporary consequences. Some will still come up tomorrow. Not going to be a big deal. No matter what comes my way, sun's coming up tomorrow. You don't know that. I do know that. Because the tribulation period has not begun. It might begin tomorrow. I don't know, but it needed to be seven more years. So the sun's coming up tomorrow. I may not get up in the morning, but the sun will. They said things not going to change. One of these days, I'll take my turn in the box and I'll go to be with the Lord. I'm going to see all the family that's there waiting on me. I'm going to see the Lord Christ at high for me. I'm going to see it. Used to be going down the road, going fishing, all of a sudden, trying to go. I'd nearly run out of the road. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We're going to see him one of these days. I said, that's right. We're going to see him one of these days. And I'm not going to see him beaten, battered or bruised. I'm going to see him in his full glory. Amen. And I'm ready to suffer to this present time. Is it worthy to be compared? Stand with me, bow your heads all over the sanctuary. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.